It is already midday on Friday, January 10th, and it's a sunny but cold day. In the park downtown, children can be heard screaming as they pelt each other with snowballs, couples young and old skating on the rink. The port is surprisingly busy today, workers running to and fro trying to manage the goods coming in and out of St. Fleur. Somewhere in the distance, church bells can be heard as a squawking flock of sparrows takes off. Even with the tensions boiling under the surface, life in St. Fleur still moves on. And we're back. Yay. I think I want to start off with Jeremiah. Jeremiah, when we last left you off, you had found out that Nisanya. Who is leading the, she's apparently a part of or leading the group that robbed me. Yes. And you were preparing to go to ground with Dinah. So how is your day going? Not great. Jeremiah is like trying to not show it, but internally he's very much freaking out. And it's just trying to it's become a bit more cold and detached than he usually appears. So how is he going about this? What are his next steps? Alright, he's got his bug out bag ready, filled with a couple of change of clothes, food, emergency stash of money, a couple other essentials. He is looking through his notes, trying to figure out if he can get the door to do what he wants it to do so he can store some of his more valuable stuff out of harm's reach, grabbing the genie from the safe, and then setting the setting the bomb ready to go off. All right. How are you? Do you just want to roll to let it out to use the door? Or are you going to do some research on it first? You do have your appraisal move as well. Yeah, I think we're going to do some research. Rolling appraisal to see if we can figure out how to get it to work. Go ahead and roll me your appraisal move. Oh, thank God. That is an 11. (laughs) Okay, so when you praise an arcane object, roll with mine. On a hit, ask the MC questions. On a 10 plus, ask two. All right. And this is just the door that just looks like a normal door. Yeah, it's just like a large black oak door from where it's currently situated in his office. Would probably, if it worked, lead into the bedroom. And... He occasionally hears noises and voices and there occasionally knocks from the other side of a door. All he really knows about it right now is that it tries to eat people. Nice. What else would he like to know about it? All right. Question one. What secrets or powers does this object contain? So this door, clearly, there is space beyond it that is not of this world, and it does not always go to the same spot. So as you're appraising the door, I don't, you find markings or something that help you figure this out. Oh, I go flip through journals that Alex in his archive. Yes. So you're able to piece together that it doesn't always open into the same spot. And it's not always guaranteed that the spot on the other side is actually going to be outside of this world. It might just lead somewhere across town or something like that. And the door seems to have a mind of its own. And to an extent, whether or not it will open depends on the intentions of the opener. Awesome. Who knows more about this object or its powers? Ooh, who does know more about this object? Theodora Lockwood actually knows about this door. Oh. Now you wish I said Zarn, don't you? Oh, even worse. (laughs) Damn it. Could have been Alistair, so. Shit. Could have been worse. Your practitioner who deals with lots of cursed magical artifacts. How do you not know about wishes? I like to imagine yeah. Jeremiah does actually have an actual monkey's paw. Probably. 
in a lead box. Oh god. Okay. Sweet. The person I tried to kill knows about the damn door. And she only just recently got demon powers. Yep, and she jumped into hell against my advice. Would you like some time to think about what you would like to do? Yeah, give me a jump over to someone else and I'll consider what Jeremiah's next action is. So we get that shot of going through one of the journals and seeing information linking this back to Theodora Lockwood. And that is a perfect time to pan over to the Lockwood Manor. Where, because this is a podcast and everyone arrives at convenient times, Alistair, Silk, Alex, and everybody in Alex's car arrives. Yeah. Three people and three bodies, but not necessarily in that order. So this is a big manner, and I think Alex is just going to drive around. There, there the, has... the Lockwood Manor? The Lockwood Manor is not a big manor. <laughs> I thought it was big and run down, right? Is it like, it's, they call it a manor, it, but it's just like a house? It's like, it's big for a house, small for a manor. It's, it's like kind a big of the way I was assuming it. Big farmhouse kind of thing. That's fair. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Point is, Alex is going to drive up around the side of it, so that he's not directly on the street. And he and Cass would probably get out. Alex has actually brought a thing of, given that this is what, afternoon, or is this still morning? It's like noon-ish. 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 So I think Alex did stop to pick up food for at least... He knew Silk was going to be here, so yeah, for Silk and, and Alistair. They stopped by some sort of fancy sandwich shop. Alistair gets out of the vehicle and makes his way to the front door. As Alex is approaching with the sandwiches, he looks over at him and just says, So... I'm terribly sorry. I have to ask you to remind me what it is that we're doing here exactly. He kind of looks back over at Cass. There are two people in Miss DeWitt's head right now. We'll be moving one of them to a spare body. Out of characters, Alex just, does he have a body slung over his shoulder or something? No, right now it's in the trunk. Okay, then Alistair's gonna look at him and just say, Did you bring one with you, or were you assuming I've got one in my basement? Oh, would that really be all that surprising, Alistair? Well, that would be a safe assumption. I don't think your standard corpse would be able to deal with this particular spirit, so... Alex walks over to the trunk and pops it open to show Ju's body. Took the initiative. That's a development. So is this obviously a vampire body? Can I see the fangs or whatever? Silk, you can in fact roll to put a face to the name with night if you would like to. Sure, why? Put a name, name to a corpse. <laughs> Let's see. Let's put a name to this dead face. That is a 10. Okay, because Jew is still very much in play. It's just he's currently in a jar. Barely indisposed. On a hit, you know the reputation. The GM tells you what most people know about them. You recognize this as Jew, who is Fen's brother. Fen being, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, you have to know Fen, Julian Fen. And he is relatively new to town, or was relatively new to town. And seem to be making plays. Let's see. On a 10 plus, you've dealt with them before. Learn something interesting and useful about them. Or they owe you a debt. Let's go with a debt. Hey. Uh, assuming that Julian will come into play still. I would love to have a debt on this corpse. You mean Jew? Yeah. Yes. Jew will... Most assuredly come into play. Like, his spirit has been given back to Fed, and I'm going to find a way to bring him back in, let's be Got honest. It. Yeah, so, let's see. Jew is way too proud to ask Fen to help him find housing. And Silk seems like the type of person who would just be like, oh, sure, I can help for something ridiculous. Yeah, I'm totally done with that. So when he first showed up, he came to Silk for a favor. 
And yes. he still owes me for that. And like, where should I live in St. Fleur? What's the good spots to be in? Blah, blah, blah. Can you help hook me up? Tilk is um, the reason that they're in five points. <laughs> to be fair, you, I never said you lived in five points. That's true. I love it. That's interesting. The last time I saw Jew, he was not breathing, but at least ambulatory. Made several mistakes. And as far as I'm concerned, we're even. But the spirit I intend to move is going to require a suitable vessel, and this was the one that I first thought of. Is this going to get me fucked over by vampires again? No. I have made arrangements with his family. Wouldn't we put you in the line of fire, Alistair? Because they're so reasonable and even-tempered. And as Alistair is saying this, he's, like, leading Alex and everybody in, and presumably down to the basement. I'm assuming that I need to use my magical yeah. who's a what's it. Sanctum seems like a good idea for this. <laughs> yeah, magical Sanctum, that's the word I was looking for. Silk is going to turn to Cass. I do hope our friend Alex has been treating you well. Oh, hey, Adora. Oh, perfectly fine. Alex and I have always gotten along. I'm assuming then that you're more aware of how things really are than when we last spoke. Oh, whatever are you talking about, Silk? I can continue to play along. Another out-of-character question. Have I met Cass yet? I no. don't think so. I don't think you have. Uh, would it be appropriate for me to try to put a name to a face there, or...? Yeah, if you would like to. Cast proper is mortality. That's a five. I don't know shit. <laughs> On a miss, you don't know them or you owe them. The MC will tell you which. I'm going to go with you don't know them just because Alistair's a shut-in. Yeah, that tracks. Alistair is just going to look over his shoulder at Cass and say, So, who are you and who do you have inside of you? <laughs> I'm Cass DeWitt, private investigator, and I'm not comfortable answering the rest of that question. Yes, indeed, that, that was quite rude of you, Alistair. You don't just ask a person who's inside of them. I'd assume she would know, but if she doesn't, then I suppose we can go about doing this anyways. I excuse my friends. Cass, this is Alistair the Wizard. Master of the Arcane Arts. Right, I did say wizard. Despite his temperament, he is an accomplished and competent sorcerer. That may be the nicest thing said about me today. I wouldn't hold your breath for anything else. For who you'll be moving, the spirit goes by the name of Leon Fleur. Again, is that a name I would recognize? Not in the slightest. If you want to go ahead and roll with Wild, sure, but I would be like very surprised. But I'm always down to see what people know. Maybe your parents told you some weird bedtime stories. Yeah, of course I hit a 10 on that one. So... I will say them owing you a debt on the 10 plus is highly unlikely unless it's a family debt, which actually I might allow. I'd actually prefer to know something interesting and useful anyway. Cool. All right. So that's a 10. So you are familiar with the name Leon Fleur. Leon is, was, how do I do this? Because her existence has been scrubbed from existence. So your parents always told you to pay attention to certain texts and stuff in the library, one of which was like the original manifest and like genealogy of the Fleurs and the others who settled St. Fleur. And you know the name Leon Fleur from that because she is listed as the first child of Mabel Fleur, who is the Saint Fleur. And there is some kind of bullshit written about her passing, but your parents always told you, yeah, that's wrong. There was something else going on there. They didn't know a lot about what else was going on there, but you know the name. Okay. okay. 
and then you want to learn something interesting or useful about them? Yes, please. Having just recently been to hell yourself, there is hella demon energy coming off of Cass that is clearly not Cass's and is clearly Leon's. Leon is definitely whatever she is now is no longer human. And it's pretty like intense even for, especially for a demon being housed in a human's body. So as Alistair is preparing his station and like getting little odds and ends together, he says, so we're taking a demon out of a human to put it into a vampire. This one must be important to you, Alex. Would you care to share what relationship the two of you have? He kind of looks down at his hands where they're gloved up and uh, back over Alistair. I have many things to make amends for, and this is only the first of them. Well, I'm touched that you would come to me for it, so I suppose I will get to work unless there's any final preparation that either of you would like to do. Not to be too on the nose with it, Mr. Wit, but... Do you have a woolen testament made up? Do I look like I'm old enough to have bothered doing that? When you're involved with this one, gesturing with his head towards Alex, it might be something you want to look into tomorrow if you make it through today. Well, that's not ominous at all. Alex, you can definitely see that Cass is considering just punching Alistair in the face. Alex is fast enough that if she actually goes for it, he'll worry at that point. But at the moment, not going to stop it. Jeremiah, just curious, what's something you would have access to in the city that, like, you would be the person that someone would need to go to to get it? Oh, fuck. Because I'm looking at the workspace rule rules, yeah. and one of the options is your workspace lacks blank, add this, and you'll be able to complete it. I'm just wondering if there's something that I can use to drag... <laughs> drag Jeremiah back towards all of this. Just trying to think, because Jeremiah mostly trades in, like, esoteric items, but he can dabble in arcane components. Just... Items that are ritually slash magically potent that people need. Okay, I might come up with something then and just say, and Jeremiah's like the only person in town who carries this on a regular basis. If anybody else has any ideas, feel free to throw them out there. Ashes of a saint. Ashes of a saint. I actually, I dig that a lot. Because that does seem like something very odd and something that Jeremiah would have for who knows why. Yeah, probably. Okay. He just has an urn. Yeah, that's my grandma. She's related to Jeremiah. How saintly can she be? <laughs> I'm just trying to trying to remember what was in the novel Last Call. I was involved in the, the body snatching ritual. Draw something from that. I like the idea of Ashes of a Saint just because Leon is like a demon now. All right. That's so. fair. Okay. Saint Fleur thing. Uh, yes. There's some connections there that I totally didn't mean to put in there. I love it more than I was coming up with. Okay, sorry. Alistair, you said something about getting to work. Yes, I was just going to ask you, player to MC, what it is that I need to do to transfer this demon out of Cass and into the dead vampire. Okay, so what you need to complete this ritual one is you're going to require the services of anastasia margaret to complete it two it's going to mean exposing anyone nearby to serious fallout and three your workspace lacks ashes of a saint and if you add this you'll be able to complete the ritual and you happen to know just from experience that jeremiah's like one of the very few people in saint fleur who actually tends to carry that you might be able to find someone else but he can... is assured to have it zarn let's bring zarn into this or zarn 
if Alistair had a way to get to Zarn, he would be murdered by now. Alistair looks over to Alex as he comes to this terrible realization and says, Do you happen to have Jeremiah's phone number? I do. Might you be able to get in touch with him? He's been leaving me on right lately, and we need some materials that likely only he can provide. What specifically do you need? The ashes of a saint will help to dry out the demonic energy from your friend Cass. Alex just nods. Is there anything else? How close are you to the Margaret family? Alex just smiles at him. Big teeth. Big, like, shit-eating grin, like... Yeah. I don't know how to interpret that. Are you on good terms or bad with them? Yes. <laughs> okay, you get a hold of Jeremiah. I'll get a hold of Anastasia. And in the interest of honesty, this isn't going to be pretty if you don't want to risk some injuries. You may not want to hang around here once the ritual begins. Tell you what, Alistair. I appreciate that you're doing this at all. Your preparations. I will deal with the Margarets. If you aren't too keen on dealing with the Margarets, our friend Cass here happens to be dating one. No. Not <laughs> calling her. Refuse. Absolutely not. Alex just holds oh. up a hand. It's fine. I'll handle it. Any well, any steps outside? I try not to mention parrots. Don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and as Alex steps outside, I think that is a great time to go back to Fen's club. Where Victor? You are standing face to face with Fen, who's leaning against their desk or sitting on their desk very dramatically. I'm sure with. Julian the vampire behind you, the tip of a silver knife pressed against your lower back. And Fen just said something among the lines of, look, either you make a deal with me or I tell Julian to shove that knife in your back. What's Victor doing? Victor smiles. Well, I'm sure we can. And then he steps to the left, spins, grabs Julian's wrist, and tries to just break the arm that is holding the knife. This feels more like an escape a situation than an unleash an attack, if you're okay. cool with that. Sure. I mean, I know it's ultimately the same rule, but different outcomes. I can't Ooh. steal the knife on an escape rule. You can then proceed to attack him, but Which you gotta get out of him being like right there to murder you first. So uh. you rolled a 10, so on a 10 plus, you have to choose one. Suffer harm during your escape, end up in another dangerous situation. Leave something important behind, give someone a debt for your escape, give into your base nature and mark corruption. Oh, I'd love to mark corruption. Please mark that corruption. Seems appropriate. All right, I get another corruption move. Nice. I'm going to take the one that lets me just turn into a werewolf whenever nice. I want. Bad idea, but nice. Nice. <laughs> Do it. I'm sure nothing can go wrong with that. So I get a hold of Julian's arm. I've got the wrist. And then I just kick out one of his knees, extend his arm fully, and just palm thrust through the back of his elbow. I mean, the elbow snaps for sure. Julian seems to underreact more than anything. It's just like, cool, you broke my arm. Okay. I was... Um... All right, cool. You're Next. still holding on. Well, or were you not trying to break his arm? Sorry. What? Yeah, but I was to the end of trying to either hurt him or steal the dagger. He can drop the dagger if you would right. like that. I'm right. going to grab that and move slightly away as I like lower the bag on my back to my side and start to unzip it and throw the dagger in. Cool. You stole a silver dagger. Uh-huh. Fen doesn't seem that concerned about it. 
Julian doesn't seem that concerned about his broken arm. So am I to assume then that means you just aren't going to discuss at all? What's up with the church? Why do you want it so bad? Can you not smell the dark ritual magic that reeks out of that place? I had higher expectations. I'm actually a little disappointed. It's my purpose in life. So what's your interest in it? Am I trying to figure someone out again? I say, roll to figure someone out. You've crossed the line of what they're willing to freely share. Absolutely. That is an eight. Okay, so on a seven to nine, hold two, but they also hold one. You also get an additional question because you are both night faction. Ooh, lovely. So what's your character hoping to get from the church? I assume is the question. I don't know how in the know you are currently on the whole upsetting power structure that is happening in our lovely city, but that church is a key location involved in the ritual of the placement of the next figurehead, so to speak. I wish to either place my own figurehead be the figurehead, or just disrupt the ritual because I don't like what that organization's been doing. The church, that is, I assume? Yes, the church. They have been up to a bunch of foul business recently, haven't they? That's my take on it, at least. How could I get you to come to terms? Have a discussion, not just... Look, there's no reason why you and I need to be going after each other. I don't have any issues with you, personally. Nor I you. It's a very good question. I think Victor's willing to do some talking here. I don't think you have to do much. He's willing to hear out what Fen has already said. Nice. Cool. His interest is piqued. What are you worried might happen if uh, you don't fuck with the ritual? The status quo continues. It's not like I won't get another shot at it, but even you must be aware that this city is almost in stasis. Nothing ever changes. I worry about another 60, 70 years of boredom. Boredom isn't always bad, but sure. Like, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Victor doesn't like that answer and doesn't hide that he doesn't like it. That is completely fair. Finn kind of shrugs. Look, I could lie to you if you wanted me to, but I don't think no. you'd be too happy about that one either. If you just want to... I've got another question. Sorry. What's your beef with the church? You have any more problems with them than other than just stagnation and status quo? You seem to be doing well here. Sure, but it's not even really that I want to expand. I don't care about that too much either. It's that I've been watching them for, what, 150 years now? I moved here pretty early on and... That sort of work just keeps attracting bad attention. As far as vampires go, trust me, there are ones who are much worse than me. I keep my brood from overdrawing. I make sure that deaths are limited. Sure, they get a little rowdy sometimes, but I'm not that bad in comparison. Compare me to humans, I'm pretty bad, but that's a whole other thing. But with someone doing things like the church is doing, you're drawing demonic attention. You draw attention of people like my brother. It doesn't mm. end well for St. Fleur. And this is my home. How about you give me my friend and I'll sleep on it. Sure, you can have the little imp back. Finn picks up, like, oh, walkie-talkie, for lack of a better description, off of their desk and hits the button on the side and goes, Jonathan, can you, can you let them go and you'll see our potentially tentative allyship who knows what's going on here anyways victor you'll see victor walk out that's fine too let them go and like, doesn't even wait for jonathan to respond and then huh, quinn is downstairs all right all things on it and then victor just walked out of the room 
heads downstairs and meets up with Quinn. Quinn doesn't really look any worse for wear, but is definitely not like thrilled. But when they see you, they light up and like basically latch onto you very toddler style. Come on, we're getting out of here. Thank you. They're going to walk out with you. Cut to us sitting in my car, driving away. All right. Silk, what are you up to? I don't know if I'm doing anything in particular. I'm very curious to see what this ritual is going to be like, because it's the most interesting thing going on right now. But I don't think he has anything going on himself right now. Silk, your phone starts ringing. Oh, I wonder who this could be. And he picks it up. Oh, don't even look at it. Just pick it up. Yep, just pick it up. Oh, how do I want to do her voice? Oh, what do you imagine Mab sounds like? Cold wind? <laughs> yeah. Um, stern, matronly, but still hot. Silk, darling, how are you doing? I'm doing well. And I... what, what may I... I forgot what this saying is. Why are you calling me? I'm offended. I heard that you came back to Arcadia and you didn't even stop by to say hi to me. I had to find out about it from my dear sister. To be fair, I wasn't planning on stopping in Arcadia. It was merely a detour from my destination. That is the phrase I'm looking for. To what do I owe the pleasure? Yeah. But whatever. I figured... I'm going to... Weird. I figured that you and I could... I don't know. Maybe catch up a little bit. I'd much rather not. Unless you happen to have the ashes of a saint handy. I'm not sure what we have much to say to each other right now. Does the saint matter? Alistair, does it matter what kind of saint it is? Denomination, gender, anything like that? I don't believe so. Let me ask the uh, ether that informs me of these rituals. Hey, disembodied ether, does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't. You just need that. Yeah, you just need a saint. No, I believe any saint will do. If you don't want to deal with Jeremiah, I might have another avenue, though I can't promise it's any better. Well, it can't be a whole lot worse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Silk actually does that. I would greatly disagree with you, but Mother, it appears the type of saint isn't particularly of, of note. So are you saying you have access to something like that? Well, of course I do. But since you're already over on that side, there is something that I... Would appreciate if you could do for me. Mm, and what could that be? Are you familiar with a Dinah Simmons? Uh, in passing. She has, oh, what's the? Lied, cheated, and stolen from some of the unseely fae in St. Fleur. And I just need her to be at a location this evening. Oh, Mother. I, I'm surprised to find that you've allowed a human to, rather a mortal, to get the best of you. Not me. This is me cleaning other people's messes up. And I am, of course, interested in recovering things like broken tree branches. <laughs> I, I think it'd be much more interesting for it to stay in my possession. Do you think that you could get her into the Shadydale Nature Reserve this evening? I'll pay up front. Partially. Mm. Ashes does, like... How many ashes is ashes? Still covers up the microphone again and yells at Alistair. Alistair, how much ash do you require? Just tablespoon, teaspoon, a liter? Just enough to draw some crosses on her forehead. About two tablespoons ought to do us. All right. Two rounded tablespoons is all we needed. I can help with that if you are so inclined to help me. And next time you're in Cradia, just come say hi. It's, it wouldn't kill you. Uh, 
something tells me that might not be exactly true. Do you want to at least briefly help your dear old mother whose heart you've broken many times over out? It sounds hmm. like even trade. What I'm asking for is really not that much now, is it? I'll keep it under under advisement, but I must ask what it is that you're planning with this diner. She is a close associate of a friend of mine, and I would hate for anything permanent to happen to her. I think it's better if you don't know any of the specifics. That's rarely ever true with you, mother. Okay, I don't want to tell you any of the specifics. Of course. I should probably actually try and do something to... Let's try... Could, could I try and figure out Mab and see what's going on with her? Yeah, go for it. I'm not actually good at this move, but let's actually try and... It's okay, stuff. you'll get a question regardless, because you're both part of Wild. All right. I think what I'm going for is what is your character hoping to get from Dinah? Let me put it this way. If we can get some agreements out of her, some concessions... That would roughly equal what she has taken from us. Then she'll go on her merry little way. Now, I would find it difficult to believe that a human has enough mm, magical prowess to be able to make up for the courtly artifacts that are missing and are in her possession. But even if she just returns those with a little bit of interest, then it'll be fine. Mab is really just hoping to actually get their stuff, get like mm. the stuff that was stolen back, but also plans to make a point regardless. Mm. Now that might be like a year of service or a year and a day of service or something, but like it's not going to go totally chill. Hmm. Well, it might literally go chill. Well, mother, I've... I've discovered during my time here that mortality can surprise us, but we'll see what, what the fates bring us. And unless you have anything else, I, it seems I have a call to make. No, I think that's all that I have right now. Cool. And then I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call Jeremiah and I'm going to assume I'm going to voicemail. But that's up to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, you're getting a call from Silk Old Boy. Jeremiah will pick up. Oh, wonderful. Silk. Jeremiah, dear, how would you like to meet Queen Mab, the Queen of Air and Darkness? Jeremiah will be silent for a little bit. <laughs> no. Unless it's from a very far distance away, and I have a particularly powerful sniper rifle that'll take her head off before she can react. Just so you're aware, she is very interested in meeting with Dinah. I would suggest you warn her. Is that a fact? Indeed. Why are you telling me this? Let's just say I don't really like my mother. And I think that it's something that you just are now discovering. This feels it, like a moment of intimacy. <laughs> I think it'd be one-sided intimacy. Oh, no. I, it definitely doesn't have to be. I just feel like it would be one-sided. I feel like Silk saying anything about his circumstances. I'm done with using my intimacy move if, that's, if you think that's triggered. That is up to you, ultimately. <laughs> it is your character. Let's see. Okay, so when you share a moment of intimacy, physical or emotional, with another person, demand a promise from them. If they refuse or break the promise, they owe you two debts. After saying that, Silk will just say that... <sighs> promise me then that you will keep Dinah safe for the evening. And I don't know if... There's a sense of fairy magic happening there, but there is definitely some fairy promise shit going on. It reads me out that you care in this regard, but fortunately, our interests do align in this matter. Lovely. And do try to stay away from, what was it, Shady Acres plot or something? Names are so odd. Shady Dale? That's the one. I don't really frequent that area of Saint Fleur. I will keep that in mind. Oh, and as I have you on the phone, Alistair's looking for the ashes of a saint, if you happen to have that handy. I can get it, but why should I help Alistair? Consider it a business deal? Alistair's making the, like, cut motion across his throat. 
I will think on it. Anything else you need? Several things that I need, but I don't think anything from you. Jeremiah will hang up. And that's a great opportunity to go back to Jeremiah and the door. He'll stare at the door for a moment longer. Finally deciding on what he wants to do. Dinah, two things. Yes? Number one. A acquaintance. It's told me that apparently a fairy queen is coming after you. Ah, fuck, that's a bit sooner than I was expecting. Okay. They have let me know that we're supposed to avoid Shady Dale. At least some part of it. For at least this day. I'm assuming there's some trap played. Shady Dale. Okay, sure. I have a phone call to make, but there was a second thing. I'm going to try something really dumb. Yeah, okay. Jeremiah will light up a cigarette. So... Did some research on a door and the only person who I know about who knows about the door is Theodora Lockwood. And our last meeting, I briefly disrupted her attempt to make a deal with a demon, and she jumped through the portal and into hell. Needless to say, I doubt we're gonna talk to each other. So I'm gonna try and work the door without her help. My experience with Theodora is that she's much more reasonable than that, but I am not going to tell you to not try to work that door on your own because you seem pretty set. Jeremiah is going to roll to let it out. Please do. Oh, no. Okay, (laughs) that is a five. I would like you to still, first, let's go ahead and mark that. I still feel like you should mark some corruption for this. That is fair. So how does it look as Jeremiah is trying to work the door? He's made some notes, just like coming through like journals and texts that he's marked as being related to the door. He's going to reach up and trace some of the faint engravings on the door in a certain pattern. Then he's going to reach down and turn the handle and open the door and hope it works. When Jeremiah turns the handle and opens the door, on the other side of the door is his office. Identical copy of the office or like evil alternate office? His office before he got robbed. Huh. Steal all your own shit. <laughs> okay, I don't like what this door is telling me. Steal your shit back. Nothing could go wrong. Jeremiah will go through the door. Grabbing one of his guns. All right. Jeremiah, as you step through the door, the door closes behind you and disappears. Awkward. Harry. He's going to open the actual. Hang on, is the spooky door in this version of the office? No, there is no spooky door in your office at all now. He's going to go to his office door and open it and look out. And you open your office door and you step out into the living room. Let's see. It's clean. It's like it would have been before you got robbed. Plant is upright in everything. There are signs of someone had been here last night, but yeah. Jeremiah's going to need a second cigarette after this one. Uh, he's going to cautiously look around his apartment. So if I remember correctly, he was over at the, doing stuff around the Lockwood Manor when he was robbed. Uh, as you're looking around your apartment, you like you notice that all the clocks are the time that it should be on Friday, like January 10th. It's not like he moved in time at all. Everything looks like he hadn't been robbed, though the fuck as he is walking around he feels something in his pocket he'll reach in and take it out it is the other ring the one i gave to dinah over one jeremiah was the one wearing he gave to dinah. oh no oh no oh this isn't good 
Jeremiah will call his work cell phone. Um, his personal cell phone. Where does he normally keep his work cell phone? On his person. Okay, his work cell phone starts ringing. All right, he'll hang up. You still have that last call from Silk in your phone log. It's Friday, mm. January 7th. Is there anything else odd about my apartment, or is it just... Would you like to roll to investigate a place of power with mortality? I would, <laughs> actually. I would. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, 12? Okay. When you investigate a place of power roll with the faction that owns it on a hit below the surface to the reality underneath, on a 10 plus, you can ask the MC one question about the schemes and politics of the faction in question. Yeah, so it is, it's like the robbery had never taken place. They're like the signs of someone having been there last night is clearly Fatima, but like your couch is fine because it wasn't you managed most of that. Like it's all very clean. It's how Jeremiah kept his apartment before he got robbed and like the parrots back. At least it seems to be back. Like all the items that were missing are back. They seem to be legitimate and authentic. Uh, and I have one question. Yes, you do. Is this apartment an illusion? No, it is very much real. You secretly robbed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah is going to call Dinah. The phone rings a couple of times, and then you hear her, like the line finally connect. But you don't hear her say anything. All you hear on the other end is sounds of a struggle, like, glass being broken somebody yells something there's like multiple sets of footsteps oh shit oh that's not good oh that's not good oh i don't know where she is right now fuck oh unless she's back at my actual office and not alternate office oh can i hear any voices is anyone speaking loud enough to be picked up by the phone yeah you hear a Somebody pick up the phone and a very familiar voice go, so how does it feel, Leonard, before hanging the phone up? That was something, sir. Neesner. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I think this is a good time to go see what Alex is up to. <laughs> yeah, that's changed my plan slightly. Not really, but probably the outcomes of them. Hey, Jeremiah is still very much in existence. I promise you. Unfortunate. So, so first, Alex basically was setting out to make two hopefully pretty quick. Uh, the first one, Anastasia. She picks up fairly quickly because last she knew, Cass was with you. So, when you came to my house to elect Cassandra, yes. Basically, Alika they will require assistance at the Lockwood estate as she should be there uh, ASAP and hung up. It's me yep, that catching sounds about right. Yeah. Yep, she will be there. Yeah. All right, and then you're calling Jeremiah? So, Jeremiah, right after Nisaner hangs up the phone, your phone starts ringing. And it's Alex. He'll pick up. I'm rather busy right now. What do you need? And you hear a shuffling of like papers and objects being moved around. I think that should be really difficult for you. Just some, some ashes. What kind of fucking ashes do you need, Alex? Tree ashes, people ashes. Sick. Fucking dilapidous tortoise ashes. Jeremiah. Get to the fucking point. I will hunt you down to finish you off for good. I need the ashes of a saint. That may be a bit difficult for me to come by right now, but I'll... I will get it to you. When do you need it? Ideally, within the next hour or so. I can arrange for it to be picked up if transport is a problem. 
problem for you. Transpose is a problem. It's getting my hands of a fucking thing. An hour? I don't have a fucking hour. I've got... I have a major crisis right now, Alex. I don't think I can get it to you in one hour. Tell you what. You know I... You remember after the car park, we had the moments. I told you about how many... About how I died. I remember. Tell me what your crisis is and trust me to handle it and get me some goddamn ashes. Sure. Alright. My fucking crisis is that I, my name is not Jeremiah. <laughs> my name is Leonard Symes. Don't know if you've heard of us. Anyway, an old enemy has come back kidnapped my wife or soon to be wife and i am stranded in what i can only guess is an evil alternate dimension i got sent to by a fucking door i keep in my office so now i need to see if my jin is still locked up in my safe grab my fucking scary ass pal and the other cursed things i keep for desperate situations and go wreak some unholy hell on this city Here's the deal. Do you care more about yourself or Dinah? He cares more about Dinah right now. Then tell me where she is. I don't know. Yeah. She has been kidnapped, and I'm not currently in oh, my right yeah. office. Tell me where you left her. She was in my apartment. I'll be there shortly. In return, drop what you're doing. Saint Ashes at the Lockwood Estate. Do we have a deal? I will do my best if I'm still in Saint Fleur. Very well. And Alex will hang up the phone. Uh, important question. Yes. Yeah. I left my gin in its flask in my safe. Is it in this uh -huh. version of the office? Yeah, it is. Excellent. All right. Jeremiah is going to grab his parrot, grab a number of artifacts he keeps in his desk in a locked, heavily armored briefcase for desperate situations, which I will think of later. Grab the gin, put it in a bag, grab his bug out bag, set a firebomb to go off, and he's got running down to his car. All right, and as we get that sequence, we pan back over to Victor. Victor, where are you going after your meeting with a vampire? We've got hamburgers. Nice. And, like, I'm just driving. Quinn has never had a hamburger before and is, like, enamored. So, did you manage to find anything out? Yeah, so basically, I mean, I'm sure that you already knew that Finn has a whole like brood sort of thing going on, but there's actually like a really interesting hierarchy going on. So if you took out like any of the vampires that are basically Finn's like left and right hands, so Julian's one of them, Jonathan, that guy down at the bar is one of them, and I didn't quite get the name of the third one, but I'm pretty sure they also had a J name. I'll get back to you Zhu. on that one. No, he's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Aju. That's uh, uh that's I think I think the name was Josephine. Anyway, okay. yeah. So, anyways, like you take those three out, and nobody's gonna listen to Fen because everybody reports up through those three, and Fen's Fen, basically, is what I gathered. I still haven't quite figured out why they're so interested in this church. They seem to be on some weird, like Helvin, I want to be a god thing. And yeah, this burger is really good. After nods, takes a bite. Yeah, they're the best in the fucking city. All right, thanks. How'd you get caught? I thought you were good at this shit. Quinn blushes when you say that in the oh. embarrassed sort of way. So Ben has like dogs and I just, I really like dogs. And I stopped to pet one of them. They were really cute. Victor doesn't say anything because anything he would say would be very hurtful. All right. I'm well, sorry. Uh, you're fine. Just don't pet the dogs. Also, you're going to owe me for breaking you out of there. Quinn just like nods enthusiastically. 
Okay. I've got some other things to deal with. Uh, I'll call you if I need anything. Okay. Let's see. I'm just going to use and Quinn pulls down the little, the visor that has a little mirror on it and just Mm -hmm. touches the mirror and disappears. I uh, push it back up into position. The fucking dogs. God damn it. Who goes on a clandestine operation and fucking pets the dogs? So where is Victor off to? At this point, his clothes have either been stolen or they're still there and they're going to stay there. So he's just going to go about his day and he's going to head to see his aunt. All right. We get Victor driving to his aunts and uncles. And... We cut back over to Alistair, because I want to give Alistair the opportunity to do something else today. Sorry, Alistair. No, you're good. I've been enjoying this. Do you have anything you want to do? Let's see. I'm waiting on the ashes. I'm waiting on Anastasia. I think... Alistair... Do I have a way to contact Julian? And you have his phone number. Yeah, I think I want to give him a call. I haven't seen him in a while, and that's kind of sus. Not that I care about him. It's just, Uh he's not doing a very good job of stalking me lately. Did I send you some message that was like, hey, things are cool, whatever? Lester doesn't trust that. All right. There's a couple of rings in the nut. Hi, Alistair. Hello. Where... Might you have gotten off to? It's not like you to shirk your responsibilities so much. Ben needed me for something else, and currently I am setting a broken arm. If you can give me, like, five minutes, I can be there for you. Yours or someone else's? My own. And how might that have happened? Fen seems to sometimes think that it's a good idea to just invite dangerous people into the club because that's smart. And then they're all like, hey, why don't you try to stab them? Or at least act like you're going to stab them, even though you're not actually going to stab them because we shouldn't kill this person because that'd be a really bad idea, politically speaking. And then that person turns around and breaks your arm and steals your knife. You know I must ask who it is that you didn't stab. The police chief's son. I don't care about him enough to know his name. Interesting. All right, I'll see you later. And then Alistair hangs up. All right. And then he will send a text off to Victor saying, What the fuck are you doing? Text comes back. Eating burgers. God damn it. Alistair will send a text back that just says, More in the long term sense. I hear you broke some bones today. Victor calls you. Alistair picks up and says, Why do people always do this? If I wanted a call, I'd make a call. I'm driving. While eating a burger? Yeah, I'm not going to drive, eat a burger, and text at the same time. Are you kidding me? Oh, yes, that would just be ridiculous. Sure, yeah, where are you at? Alistair thinks about it for a minute and says, I was told that you went about breaking bones all willy-nilly, and let's just say I'd appreciate if you put a stop to doing that. No can do. (laughs) In that case, let me put it a bit more bluntly. Stay the fuck away from Julian, and Alistair hangs up. Nice. Victor just, like, snarls to himself. And on the radio in Victor's car, we get some radio announcer talking about how it's a beautiful day here in St. Fleur, and you want to make sure to make it out to the docks tonight for a special fireworks show for the city's anniversary. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, tweet us at St. Fleur Pod and let us know your thoughts. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast in seed by Landon Corbin. You can find him on Twitter at OccasionalGM. This episode was edited by Bree. She can be found on Twitter 
at Pseudonym Social. Additional editing and production for this episode was completed by Elliot, who can be found on Twitter at Podcaster Elliot. Alistair is voiced and played by Elliot. You can find him on Twitter at Podcaster Elliot. Alex is voiced and played by Jeremy. You can find him on Twitter at TUFace. Silk is voiced and played by Eric. You can find him on Twitter at PrimeFactorX01. Victor is voiced and played by Evan. You can find him on Twitter at Nyquist underscore JE. And finally, Jeremiah is voiced and played by Allison. Urban Shadows is a Powered by the Apocalypse tabletop role-playing game written, designed, and developed by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman. It is published by Magpie Games, who you can find at magpiegames.com or on Twitter at MagpieOfficial. Farewell, dear listener. We hope you enjoyed your visit to St. Fleur.